Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's recording and podcast. I am so happy to have you all here. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning at the time I'm recording this, and I'm not sure what time it will be when you're watching or listening, but I'm pretty excited to share with you what I'm going to share with you today. And this, I'm going to talk about looking for unicorns. That's the short story. And I'm talking about this in part because I'm remembering a few years back, I don't know, five or six years ago, when a friend of mine was told by someone very well intended, I don't know how you're going to find a partner you're going to need to look for a unicorn. And that has rubbed me the wrong way ever since it was said, ever since my friend was told this. I was angry on her behalf. But I'm also at the same time aware that for a lot of us, that's what we feel like we're looking for. We feel like, you know, you're out there on the dating market, you're, you know, dating really maybe possibly lovely men and women, but they're just not right for you. Or maybe you're out there on the dating market and you feel like, you're not meeting anything close to what you'd like to see. And you think, hmm, I'm looking for a unicorn. I I am so unique or what I want is so unique. I'm not sure how all of these qualities are going to fit together in one person. And you might have an experience where someone tells you, oh, you're looking for a unicorn. Like, just like my friend was told, um, you're going to need a unicorn just still bothers me. You are not looking for a unicorn. And let me tell you why. So it might feel like you're looking for a unicorn. So for me, I'm queer and Shabbat observant. And that made me feel like I was looking for a unicorn. My friend had other unique issues and people said she was looking for a unicorn. But the truth of the matter is you're totally not looking for a unicorn. You're looking for something unique. And the difference is one of these things doesn't exist, and the other one very likely does exist. Those are so totally different. So one of these things is impossible to find, and the other one of these things is possibly possible to find, but it's not guaranteed. So the outcome of any search for a unicorn is 100% guaranteed. You will never find a unicorn. They're mythical creatures, and they do not exist. The outcome of searching for that very unique soul that's going to make a great partnership with you isn't guaranteed, but it is possibly possible that you will meet that person and have an extraordinary love. The tricky part about all of this, though, is that we have a lot more images of the thing that does not exist than we do of the thing that does. So we have a whole lot more images of unicorns. And in fact, weirdly, today I was just scrolling through Facebook and I saw that someone's um, was celebrating their daughter's birthday and their daughter had a unicorn cake and there was a unicorn right there on the cake. And I was like, oh, that's so funny because I'm going to talk about that today. Um, what a cool, what a cool coincidence. But we have all these images of unicorns. We know exactly what they look like, right? We can, we can see pictures of them, but there's never been a unicorn. There's no such thing as unicorns and there never has been. However, this person that you want 
they kind of exist for you somewhere in the world, but you don't know them yet. And they have that constellation of traits and qualities that are going to light you up inside. They're going to help your own light shine brighter. They want to receive exactly what it is you want to give. They have to offer exactly what you need. But that image is buried deep inside your heart. You maybe don't have clarity yet on exactly what those qualities are that are going to really work for you in a partner. You don't know exactly the relationship yet that is going to be the one that works for you over a long period of time. Or maybe you do, but you don't know exactly how to search or you don't know how to ask the right questions on a first, second, third date to find out if this person could maybe be your one. It's up to you to uncover this image. It's up to you to sort through really like deep inside, what is it you're trying to create? in the world? Like, what is the point of finding this partner? What is the world that you're going to live into? What's the life you want to have for yourself that is going to get manifested with a partner? And it's up to you to do that work, to uncover it, to feel for it, and to get that feeling so clear in your body that you can draw that into being. Because when it comes down to it, what you're looking for when you're looking for a partner is a feeling state. When you're trying to create a life, when there's anything you want, you want it partly because you believe that you're going to have satisfaction, fulfillment, and happiness and joy when you create that world that you don't currently have. And we're like creating creatures. We're desiring creatures. We want to create new things. So it's up to you to feel into that feeling state that you want to create and to allow the things into your life that align with it, that match it. And it's up to you to be bold enough to have a big vision that includes the full picture of how you want to express yourself professionally, how you want to express yourself personally, what kind of personal relationships and friendships you want to have, and who is that partner that's going to be part of that full life with you. And you can bring this into your life. You can bring that full life into your into existence. You can create this extraordinary thing for yourself that doesn't exist by following a simple mathematical equation. And I can't believe I said this because when I looked at my notes, I thought this was the dumbest thing. So if you're thinking it's dumb, hold on. I have it. It's not as dumb as it sounds, but here it is. Attraction plus action equals results. And what I mean is, yes, there's something to this law of attraction thing. You definitely have to shift your mindset. You have to really feel it in your bones. And you also have to take action that aligns with your values and your visions and what you're trying to create. And when you do that, when you line up your vision with your actions, you get results. And this is why I like working with women of action, because they know they have to take action. They're not going to sit around in fantasy la-la land and expect life to change. They're very empowered women. They're very strong women. And they know that Life happens when they take action and they're bold and they're willing to do that and the hard work, they're willing to take the action steps that are needed to take to shift who they are, to shift how they show up and to create an extraordinary life for themselves. And they've done it in other realms. They've done it professionally. They've done it in other personal ways. They've overcome abusive families. They've left 
toxic marriages or marriages that maybe were good, but not good enough, not really actually fulfilling partnerships. They've raised children. They've gone to graduate school in midlife. They've contributed to their communities. They've been community organizers. They've done all kinds of amazing things. And I love working with women like that. And I have like a special penchant for um, environmentalists. I'm not sure exactly what that's about, but I am, I do have a, a master's in sustainability. So I think there are like a whole cluster of things that I have in common with them, but I love working with women that are empowered and action oriented because I know they're going to get results. They're going to take action. They're not going to just wishfully think and expect life to change for them. But the fact that it does take also attraction, that it does take also a willingness to shift your mindset, a willingness to believe in possibility. That's why I like working with women who have a spiritual sense of things. Also women who have a, who are like creative in a visionary way, because they know that you have to visualize what isn't yet in existence, that you can't have an extraordinary life. You can't create, you can't be on the leading edge if you can't visualize what is not right in front of you. So the bottom line is you're not looking for unicorns. You want to create something that you haven't experienced yet. It's not in your immediate surroundings. It's not right here at your fingertips. And if it were even remotely close to you, you're, you're probably not in the mindset yet to make it real. So what needs to shift is the mindset to know, actually, I'm not looking for a unicorn. I'm not actually trying to have a type of relationship that is impossible for humans. What I want is actually one of the most amazing, invigorating relationships a human can be in. I want a love that is liberatory. I want to be fully me, fully expressed and in my power. And I want to share that with a partner, male or female. Personally, I yell, don't care. You may have a preference. But you want to share that life with a significant other, with a romantic partner, because you know it's going to enhance the world when the two of you are together and you have more to offer as a team than you would alone. And you're not looking for a unicorn. You're just looking to create something that doesn't exist. And you can visualize it. You have a little bit of a spiritual sense about you that, wow, you know, if I can visualize it, maybe this is my thing in the universe to create. You have that and you're action oriented, you're willing to do the things differently and you're willing to do the hard work to create that, you're going to have results. And that is something that you can't have if you're actually searching for unicorns. And this is why I really wanted to come on here today and let you know that you're not looking for a unicorn because when people tell you that you're looking for a unicorn, when people say to you, oh, I don't know where you're going to find a partner, you must be looking for a unicorn. Like they said to my friend, I don't know, five years ago, that gives you the feeling that it doesn't exist and it cannot exist and there's no way you're going to manifest it. So that dings that law of attraction. It puts you in the wrong mindset. And if you're in that mindset, there's really no point in taking action, in which case the result you get is you don't meet someone. And I'm curious, and if you're watching this um, right this minute or later, I can't always see comments because of the way I stream this, but I will go back and interact with comments later. But if you've ever felt like, oh, I'm looking for a unicorn, what I'm looking is so unique, I'm never going to find it. Please drop something in comments to let me know that this resonates with you. And if you have ever been told this outright, drop that in the comment too, so I can give you some love and some support in the comment section, because it's absolute and utter nonsense that you're looking for a unicorn. You might be 
here on the leading edge. You might be a super creative person who has a vision for how people can relate in partnership. You might deeply desire a spiritual connection and a spiritual partnership with the kind of person that you have not yet met who is also looking for that. But that doesn't mean you're looking for a unicorn. And now I have some tough questions for you. If what you're looking for isn't a unicorn, but is something unique, if what you're looking for is something that you have to participate in creating because it isn't just going to get handed to you, my questions are these. What will you do today to shift your mindset to start believing that it's possibly possible? What will you do today to take action in alignment with that mindset so that you can demonstrate to yourself that you're committed to creating the kinds of relationships you want to see more of on the earth, on this planet? Because reality, and I have a, I have a whole different group, not the, not my mindful dating group, but I'm also really working with this, um, self leadership for a better world group. The reality is at the bottom of all of our problems on this planet, we are in bad relationships. We need to shift our approach to relationships. We need to relate differently to our inner selves. We need to relate differently to significant others and people we're really close to. And we need to relate differently to the planet. And I'm going to digress here for a minute on this. We need to relate differently to people we're close to. Um, like a week and a half ago, Matt and I were in pottery class and I thanked him for something and asked him to do something else. And he thanked me for something. And this woman next to us said, you guys make me sick. You're still in your honeymoon phase. You're so polite. Please. Thank you. And I was thinking like, huh? Um, oh, I love this. I'm going to, I can, I can actually see a quote, uh, a comment and I'm going to come back to this in a second. So she said, oh, you're still sick. It just makes me so sick. And I thought to myself, oh, that's really sad that you think over time, I'm going to stop being polite to my partner. Of course, I'm going to be polite to my partner. I'm polite to my kids. I'm polite to people that I love. I'm polite to people in my innermost circle. And I never want to stop that because that isn't about a superficial level of politeness. It's about expressing gratitude. It's about saying, hey, thank you for making my life more wonderful. And it's about saying, hey, please make my life more wonderful by doing this thing. I always want to be that. I think it's liberating and empowering to be polite and to be grateful and to express that and to make requests of people instead of demands. And that's what I think personally the world needs more of, which is why I endeavor to be compassionate, polite, and respectful to everybody I meet. It's not superficial. It's actually a way of being in the world. And that's an example of what I'm going to kind of put out there to you is what shift can you make? And someone said, I've been doing some work with attraction and developing the right energy and removing resistance, which is harder. It is harder to remove resistance. And he, what resistance can be, and I'm just going to like flip it upside down for a second. So what resistance can be, I could hear this woman say, give it time and you're going to get over being polite and your marriage is going to disintegrate. And my resistant part could say, yep, that's what she's right. That's what's going to happen. That's what happens to everybody. And I can give up on my vision of a partnership that is created and recreated and recreated every single day, which is what we've committed to. We've committed to ongoing growth in our relationship, which requires ongoing growth as two separate people. And my resistant part could hold on to that. And my resistant part could give in and give up. Or my re my resistant part could also say, oh, I'm going to turn this upside down. I can feel that what she says 
rubs me the wrong way, but I'm going to turn it upside down and I'm going to use this for my betterment. I'm going to use this to reinforce that I never want to have a relationship that I take for granted. I don't want my partner to ever take me for granted and I don't want to take him for granted. I want us to always be committed to our team and to always know how precious and special it is every day, every week, every month, every year till one of us drops dead. And like the other one we'll have to remember afterwards because one of us will be dead. Um, and so the resistance piece can be a lot harder, but when you're dealing with the resistance, what is it telling you? Where's the please in that? That resistant part is saying, please make my life more wonderful by fill in the blank. What is it seeing or asking you? What is it seeing that you're not seeing in a positive way? What is it asking you for? So maybe um, that resistant part is saying, hey, slow down on this journey and give me time to catch up. Maybe the resistant part is saying, hey, develop a lot of self-energy, that clarity, calm, and compassion, because some tender parts under here need that. So turn some of that inward on your search for this world that you're trying to create nurture some of the inner parts that are getting triggered. I'm not sure. So if that resonates, let me know. And if it doesn't, shoot me a DM or let me know in the comments and we can keep that conversation going. But listen to that resistance inside because that resistance is only saying please. Just like, it, you know, NVC teaches in the outer world, people are only saying one of two things, either please like make my life more wonderful or thank you for making my life more wonderful. That resistant part is still just saying please. There's a please, there's a request in that resistor. So we want to hear it. We want to hear that please. We want to listen inwards with the same compassion that we listen to the outer world with. Um, so to recap, you're totally not looking for a unicorn. You're looking for something unique that doesn't exist. And you can create it. The person that's going to co-create that world with you, that, that world where you have that happy, successful, thriving partnership that makes a world a better place, that person does exist. They've already been born. They were born decades ago. I'm promising you they're here. It's just that you haven't met them yet and you haven't yet created the extraordinary bond that the two of you will one day share and you haven't become a match for the version of yourself that can create that. And those are the things I want to invite you to work on as you're listening. And as we wrap up today's podcast or today's live stream, depending on how you're, how you're viewing this, what I want to know from you, again, is what are you willing to do differently to make yourself a better match for that situation you're trying to commit to, to create in the world? And how can you think differently? What different thoughts or mantras or affirmations can you create for yourself that will inspire you and help you become more aligned with what you want to create? I would love to hear from you if this resonates, how this is landing. So if you get a chance, I would love, I, I really love when I run into people or meet people and they say, oh, this video really inspired me. I would also love to get the comments in the comment section in a DM because I, I like the immediate back and forth of conversation. So please do that or um, eventually you and I will meet and you will tell me about such and such video or podcasts that really mattered to you. In the meantime, have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BehiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter 
pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.